You will keep your Bibles open there to John chapter 11. This morning we're going to enjoy the privilege of studying God's Word. We're going to learn a lesson of faith, hope, and love. This is the last lesson in our series on Jesus, the Master of Miracles. And we're going to study about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. By means of introduction, I'd like to take just a moment or two and remind you of John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in his name. The miracles which Jesus performed, of which he was the master, was for us to believe. Now, let us take for just a moment this idea of death. People are fascinated by near-death experiences. I can't tell you how many times people want to relay what they believe has happened at a point in time when they believed they were very near or some even had already died. Several years ago, there was a book titled The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven by Alex Malarkey. And in that book, he described all the things that he saw, all the various things that were a part of heaven. And then just a few years ago, he came and he said, I made it all up. Was it true? And you know, that uh, sort of dashed a lot of people's hope. The publishing company that had published the book not only removed it from its shelves, but all the bookstores, they recall them. There was also a movie that appeared in 1990 and another in 2017 with the name Flatliners. It was about medical students who wanted to experience what happens after death and they would stop their hearts. And then when it seemed as if there was a point of no return, they would try to bring them back. And wanting to know what near-death experience was like. Again, a lot of that was fictionalized. Some of you may remember a few years ago, Brother Dominic Water came and spoke on our lectureship. You may remember the last time that he spoke, he came and he wore two pairs of glasses, one pair on top of another. He explained that that had been brought about by an event that happened just a few months earlier. Brother McWhorter had had a heart procedure done and uh, was getting ready to go home and gotten up to brush his teeth. And then he began to feel faint and laid back in the bed and all of a sudden he passed out and... Uh, they began to work with me. Remember here all the sounds going off for the machinery that was connected to him. They called a code on him and immediately called his cardiologist who was just right across the road at her office. They pronounced Brother Don dead. Pulled the sheet over his face. Just as soon as the cardiologist walked in, she said, give him a certain amount of medicine and injected directly into his heart. And they said, well, he's already gone. She said, well, it won't hurt him. Just as soon as the needle touched his heart, his heart started back up again. And the only seemingly side effect that Brother Don had from that was his vision changed. Had to wear two pairs of glasses till he got a new set. And he described what he saw or what he heard, not what he saw. He said he heard them working on them, on him. 
He heard them say, pull the sheet over his face. But he said, I didn't see any light. And he went on to explain that the Bible defines death as when the spirit departs. You know, James 2.26, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. But you see, what Lazarus experienced was not a near-death experience. His was a past-death experience. Lazarus had already died. In fact, he had been dead for four days when Jesus called him forth from the tomb. Oh, there's so many emotions attached to death. I know that each of you have had something like that happen in your life. May have been a parent, may have been a child, may have been a spouse. And I can tell you there's none without some emotions, without some hurt, without some pain. But this is a lesson of faith. A lesson in believing in Jesus. This is a lesson of hope. Hope for the resurrection of the dead. It is a lesson of love because it reflects the love that Jesus had for his dear friend Lazarus. Here's what we want to do this morning. We want to look at John chapter 11. We want to look at the reaction of Jesus. A message came to him. Lord, him whom you love is sick. How will Jesus respond to that? Then we want to look at as Jesus arrives, the second part of that, the response of both Martha and Mary as Jesus comes and the statement that both of them make. And then finally, the raising of Lazarus. Let's begin by reading the scripture. Let's go to John chapter 11. Such powerful words are found in verses 1 through 16. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Martha and her sister Mary. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, whom you love, or him whom you love, is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. If you mark in your Bibles, you ought to underline that phrase there, for the glory of God. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. And then after this he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death. 
But they thought he was about speaking about taking rest and sleep. And then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. Again, if you mark in your Bibles, I would underline that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Jesus enjoyed a special relationship with his family, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Such sweet people from the city of Bethany. And I don't know about you, but I often think about how the Lord felt personally. Because Hebrews tells us that he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. I think about what kind of situations the Lord had to endure. You know, when he was in Galilee, multitudes of people, thousands of people followed him. But even though he was in the midst of a crowd, it appeared that he was all alone. And even now, when you think, the Lord has three very close friends. John expressed it, he whom you love. That's the way they express friendship. We love you. We appreciate you. And Jesus loved all three, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They each had their own personalities, but they were special people to him. John also records that this Mary is the same Mary who anointed his feet with oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Now, that's an event in the future because it's going to be recorded in John chapter 12. It's an important event because just a few weeks ago we studied about how Mary had bought that vessel of expensive ointment and how that she had taken and anointed Jesus and how people had actually become incensed that she had used something so expensive on the Lord. We talked about in a lesson just a few weeks ago. Could Mary have not chosen a cheaper perfume? No, she couldn't. She loved the Lord so much, she was willing, she was ready to give whatever it took to honor the Lord. And again, that's found in verses 1 through 8 of chapter 12. Mary and Martha were interesting ladies in themselves. We do know that there was probably some tension between them with regards to some things. Luke records in chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, that he came to the village where they lived, to Bethany. They welcomed him into their house. And then if you'll notice verse 39, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part, and which will not be taken away from her. Martha was a woman who worried about the physical things. 
fact, if you go back to chapter 12, verse 2, there's a, there's a feast there and Martha's serving. That's who she was. You go to verse 3 of chapter 12 and Mary is still sitting. She's still listening to Jesus. Well, that's the difference between these two women. Martha the serving, Mary the sitting and listening. We know also that Jesus often stayed in Bethany. When he would go to Jerusalem, he would often leave the city at night and go over to Bethany. Matthew 21, verse 17, he left and went out of the city to Bethany and he lodged there. You see, the Lord would go there. And according to John 11, verse 18, it's about two miles away. Those of us in the south would say it's just over the hill, over the Mount of Olives. You go out the eastern gate of the city of Jerusalem, go over the top of the mountain, and then over on the other side is the city of Bethany. But we've got to remember, not only do we think about the family, but now we've got to think about the problem. Lazarus is sick. Not only is he sick, he's really sick. To the point that they're worried he might die. And so who are you going to call? You're going to call the great physician. They knew Jesus. They knew his power. They knew his ability. They knew that he could speak a word and Lazarus would be well. Interestingly, in verse 6, Jesus delayed for two more days. And then when Lazarus had been dead for four days, Jesus arrived there in Bethany. He knew what he was going to do back in verse 4. He said this is for the glory of God. He waited so that he could perform this great miracle. But don't forget, Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Because of his great care, Jesus was emotionally moved by this event. John 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. Verse 36, then the Jews said, see how he loved him. I can't tell you how many times I've been to the funeral of dear friends. And I'll tell you, it's tough even as often as I go to funerals, not to be emotionally involved. You get to verse 33. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Verse 38. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. There's an emotional involvement here. And now let's pick up with these dear sisters. The Lord is going to arrive. And let's pick up with verse 20. Now Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. 
Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. There's another place you've got to put an underline. This is a message of faith, after all. Now, who is coming into the world, and when she had said these things, she went away secretly and called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. And then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her saying, she's going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. You've got to understand, everything that they believe, everything that they want is tied up in Jesus. He has the ability to raise the dead. He has the ability to heal the sick. So you send for Jesus. Before Jesus arrived, Martha wants to see him. She's not going to stay there. She's going to run to where Jesus is at. You remember the prodigal son, his father, when his son was even still a great way off, his father ran to meet him. Then you have in verse 32, Mary runs out to meet him where he was. Both of them said, Lord, if you'd been here, our brother would not have died. They were confident that the Lord had the ability to heal. Now these sisters are grief-stricken. They know that this brother of theirs has died, and even though they know there's going to be a resurrection at the end of time, They still weep. I think that's important. You and I, though we may know our loved ones have lived a life that has been respectful to God, respectful to His Word, we still grieve. We still weep. And they had friends who were there to encourage and support them. Verse 19 and verse 31, there's friends who are gathered there. They're in the house with them. They're going to go to the tomb with these sisters. You know, we experience a lot of loss here in our community. You go to Hyde's, you go to McMinnville Funeral Home, the Gardens of Memory. You go to the cemeteries. Why do we go? Because we love those folks. We love their families. And we're there to comfort them. They believed in Jesus and they believed in the resurrection of the dead. That's going to bring me very quickly now to this most important part where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Let's look at verses 38 through 44. Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave. And a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench. 
for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. There's another place to underline, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who died came out bound head and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Now his resurrection is beyond dispute. You know, we talk about the near-death experience. Someone says, well, this person... He was gone for three minutes, or he was gone for four minutes. Lazarus had been dead for four days. There's no doubt about his death. There were witnesses there who knew that. In fact, to the very point that his body has begun to decompose. There's even a stench. But it's important to see that Jesus had promised His apostles in verse 4, Martha in verse 25, you're going to see the glory of God. There's going to be something wonderful that's going to take place here when Jesus calls Lazarus out of the tomb. But you've got to pause for just a moment. We often think about pausing to pray before we eat. But Jesus paused to pray before he worked this miracle. He prayed out loud. Now, why did he pray out loud? Not because God couldn't hear him if he didn't speak out loud. He prayed out loud because he wanted the people to hear him give God credit. And so Jesus called Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. What's interesting, he comes out wearing grave clothes. Now, If you don't understand what that means, he was wrapped up like a mummy. Had a cloth wrapped around his head. When people were buried in those days, they would wrap the body in spices. And then they would wrap cloths around them. And so he's much like a mummy. And that's the reason why Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Cut those cloths off or pull them off of him. Let Lazarus go. This event was so remarkable, nobody can deny it. In fact, if you go to John chapter 11, verses 45 and through verse 47, then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things that Jesus did, believed in him. Some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things that Jesus did. The chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What should we do? For this man works many signs. What are you going to do? How are you going to deny? Here's a man who is alive who they just brought out of a tomb. Drop down with me to chapter 12. 
verses 17 through 19. Jesus is back in Jerusalem. But there's something interesting here. It says, therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard he had done this sign. Then the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, look, you're accomplishing nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. Why not? He raised the dead. There are people who are saying, I was with Lazarus. I saw Lazarus die. I saw Lazarus come out of the tomb. Well, let's see the man who did that. Their minds, there's only one solution. They've got to kill Jesus. You read in verses 49 through 50 about Caiaphas. He said, you know nothing at all, nor do you consider it expedient that one man should die for the people and that not the whole nation should perish. From that day on, they plotted to put him to death. But I'm amazed. You know why I'm amazed? That's not going to work. If Jesus can raise the dead back to life, what are you going to do? You're going to kill this man? You know what's going to happen? God's going to bring him back. Jesus is not going to stay in the tomb either. What a message. Jesus had power over death. Hebrews 2.14 Inasmuch as the children have been partakers or partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. You know what happened in the very beginning of time with Adam and Eve? Satan, the devil, tempted Eve to eat of that forbidden fruit. Adam also, and he ate. Death and sin entered into the world during that time. And you can lay the blame for death at the feet of the devil. But Jesus conquered that. And the fact that he was raised from the dead. He will return ultimately to conquer death at his return. 1 Corinthians 15, but each one in his order. Christ and the first fruits. Afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. We would put it this way in John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming which all that are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. They that have done good to the resurrection of life, they that have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Here's the choice this morning as we bring this lesson to an end. The choice is, will you be raised to go to heaven? Will you be raised to spend eternity with Christ? Or will you be raised to be condemned to hell for eternity? You make that choice yourself. We're going to sing, Why do you wait, dear brother? Why do you tarry so long? What is it that is standing in your way? Those of you who have not obeyed the gospel, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting to change? If you know you need to obey the gospel, you need to do that this morning. Come forward. Confess your faith in Christ. Be baptized. Be added to the Lord. Set your direction toward heaven.
If you're a Christian, you've been walking in the ways of the world, come home. Let's pray together. As together we stand and sing.